if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thanks for joining us and getting started with your day at eight minutes past the hour of nine o'clock on this Tuesday, the 24th morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord 2020 with us. And I know you probably got your day started with Hugh Hewitt, and that's always a great thing to do. But I appreciate you being here one way or the other. Coming up in one hour. We will pick the brain of one of the best legal minds and one of the best analytical minds that I think working in political punditry today. That, of course, will be Peter Kersenow. It's Tuesday, so it's a Kersenow day, and that's a good day for all of us. That'll be at 10.08. First hour, or 10.10, I guess, first hour is guest-free, and uh, that means you can fill it up whenever you're ready at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. Either one of those numbers will get you here. I can also take your comments by way of social media at parlor.com, the only social media application I will promote on the air is Parlor. P A R L E R. Parlor.com. Make sure you get an app or get an account there. Find me. My handle is France Radio. F R A N T Z France Radio. All one word, no spaces, no underscores. Follow me there and we can communicate during the show and off of the air as well about all of the things that matter the most to us. So I look forward to hearing from you one way or the other today. I want to start with the um the political elite, um, the elected elite. Usually that means the liberal elite. And the extraordinary hypocrisy is we are just two days away from Thanksgiving 2020. Now, you listen to the left, and they are telling you, stay home. Do not have Thanksgiving with extended family. Do not invite other people to your home. Stay in your bubble. I mean, they're screaming this at us over and over and over again. Here's just a sampling of leftist media, CNN, MSNBC, and the like, telling us how to handle Thanksgiving. Uh, This Thanksgiving is going to suck a bit. This is not some existential reality. Cancel your plans if you absolutely do not need to travel somewhere. Travel by car if you must travel. I don't like it to be any number. I like it to be keep it to your immediate household. Eat all of the mashed potatoes by yourself. That's what I'm going to do. Limit the number of people. Do it outside and wear your mask. If you go over to a friend's house, mask up the whole time you're not eating or drinking. If you're a college student, shelter in place for at least seven days once 
you arrive. Separation should be the norm. Avoiding direct contact, including handshakes and hugs. Speak softer, because louder voices shouting, screaming, actually singing, spreads the virus. You can't test your way out of or into safety here. You can't test Social your way into Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, you just can't test you, your way to that table. That's just not the way You can't it test your way into Thanksgiving dinner. Having one person serve all the food so multiple people are not handling the serving utensils. And open the windows if you can or have the air blowing out. Do a lot of FaceTime or Zooming. I'll be there virtually, but not personally. A Zoom Thanksgiving is a lot better than an ICU Christmas. Cancel your plans. Cannot be more clear here. Invite grandma? This could be her last Thanksgiving? Yeah, if you invite her to a place where she can get sick and die. People who don't want to miss out on their next family event of Thanksgiving should watch that segment again. Because what you really don't want is your next family event to be a funeral. So this is this is what they what they're telling you to do. They're telling you do not invite extended family. Stay with your personal family that lives in your household. Do not touch one another. Do not hug one another. Wear a mask if you're not eating in your own home. Meanwhile, you listen to these political elites, you listen to these leftist elites, and ask them, how are you going to celebrate your Thanksgiving? This is the health director in Harris County, Texas. That's Houston. Health director David Percy was asked, what It'll are you going to do? Outdoors. Everybody's going to wear a mask, and we've got plenty of room outside in the backyard for us to be able to do it. So that's, that's what we're doing. But quite honestly, that's only because we have not seen our grandchildren since January. Because we, all- we have not seen our grandchildren since January, so we're having the grandchildren over. Isn't it always the same? With the elite, the rules apply to thee. They do not apply to me. I haven't seen my grandchildren since January, so they're coming over for Thanksgiving. Everybody's got a story. Only theirs matters. You remember Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, Beetlejuice herself? Remember after she shut down all of the hair salons amidst the other non-essential businesses in Chicago, then went to a salon and got a poof thing or whatever she does with her hair. I don't even know, and I don't care. And you remember what she said? Well, I'm the face of the city, you know, and I take my hygiene very seriously. So as the face of the city, I've got to present well. You don't think there are other people in Chicago who want to present well and who take their hygiene seriously, but you banned them from these establishments. Nancy Pelosi did the same thing. The rules apply to thee. They do not apply to me. And let's go ahead and give you maybe the ultimate example. In New York State, Governor Andrew Cuomo, a.k.a. Governor Death, because he has indeed condemned and had already condemned thousands and thousands of New Yorkers in nursing homes to death by requiring COVID patients to be put into nursing homes so that they don't overfill the hospitals. You remember this, right? Andrew Cuomo, the man with the great grand plan, is telling everybody in New York, stay home for Thanksgiving. 
Don't get in that car. Don't go to a friend's house or a family member's house. Don't have them over to your house. It is too important for the stop, for stopping the spread of COVID in New York. You've got to sacrifice Thanksgiving. Stay home. But yesterday he was asked in a radio interview on WAMC up there what his Thanksgiving plans are. And apparently, without thinking, he told the truth. Despite telling New Yorkers to stay home. He said, my mom is going to come up and two of my girls is the current plan. But the plans can change. But that's my plan. Mom, Mama Cuomo, is 89 in the most vulnerable group. Now, I'm not saying that mom should be kept home alone. I'm saying that mom should absolutely come to Thanksgiving if you want her to come to Thanksgiving. An 89-year-old mom is able to. Good for her. God bless. But you don't tell other people to keep their moms at home, their elderly grandparents, their grandchildren, their brothers and sisters. You don't tell them to stay away when you yourself are inviting your family to come over. Two of my daughters and my mom are coming to Thanksgiving. By the way, did I tell you? Stay home for Thanksgiving. Unbelievable. The responses to Andrew Cuomo online have been just insane, uh, as even liberals are turning on him, telling him that he is a hypocrite, telling him that he is supposed to live the example, not just state the example. Andrew Cuomo, by the way, the man who's being given an Emmy Award for playing the role of governor on TV. Not kidding. He's getting an Emmy Award for his incredible performance during his press conferences. An example of leadership on television. This is a man again. What he said at the press conferences was completely nonsensical. It was completely out of left field. He argues with reporters. He insults. He degrades. He lies. And he's the guy. I mean, he's also, you know, just a giant hypocrite in this regard. He praised during his press conferences the response from the federal government and President Trump, giving them everything they needed and then some. Then, in a few weeks, a few weeks later, when it was more politically tenable, criticizing President Trump, saying he hasn't done a thing for us. I'd punch him in the face if I could. Nobody said he said that before the election. I think I think he said I'd punch him if I could. Andrew Cuomo says. 89-year-old mom and two of my daughters are coming to the house in Albany for Thanksgiving. The rules are for thee. They are not for me. I have had just about enough of the hypocrisy, of the double standards, the political elites telling us plebes what we can and cannot do while they themselves doing something else. Gavin Newsom, governor of California, Telling people you can't go to restaurants in California. Restaurants are dangerous. The vid lives inside the restaurants. It's going to be spread throughout all of um, of, uh, of California and the country if you eat in a restaurant. And if you do happen to find a restaurant where you can't eat, you better be having that mask on in between bites, in between drinks. Only, of course, to be spotted. That what do they call that? The French Laundry. That's the name of the of the one of the most elite and exclusive and expensive restaurants in the country. He's at a birthday party there, literally sitting on top of other people. They were so close, no spacing, no masking, and enjoying the four hundred fifty dollar a plate. I think it was uh, meal. 
uh, completely violating every single rule that he gave to Californians. I don't know about you, but I have had it with government officials telling us one thing and doing another, which is why I come to you this morning begging you, begging you to engage in civil disobedience. Tell Mike DeWine to stuff his curfew into his glove compartment. We want nothing to do with it. If you've got somewhere to be past 10 o'clock, you do it. Dare them to try to control this population of free Ohioans. If he comes back after his three-week curfew is over and says, we tried to give you a little bit of leeway, but now we've got to close down bars and restaurants and gyms, which seem to be the top three on his list, I want every bar, gym, and restaurant owner in this state to tell him to pound salt up his nose and to stay open and to treat customers, and to sell goods and services because we are free Ohioans. The reason I'm telling you this is twofold. Number one, it's got to be done en masse. It's got to be done in groups. There is safety in numbers. If one or two or three or four business owners violate any new orders, the weight of of Ohio will come down upon you. If one or two or three, four or four hundred Ohio business owners do it. If a thousand Ohio business owners say we are not subject to your will, we are not subject to your own little personal discretion as to who and what can operate. We are free and we are going to be open for business. He won't touch you then. It's about the numbers. Don't let the political elite, don't let the governmental and scientific, quote-unquote, leadership telling you what to do while doing the exact opposite themselves have the satisfaction. Civil disobedience is a real thing, and it's something that I'm going to continue to pound upon until we have all of the restrictions lifted from us in this state. All right, it's 920. I appreciate you being here. We're guest-free in hour number one. I see a bunch of people on hold already. If you're there, stay there. If you're not, Get there, 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. We'll get to your calls right after this on AM 1420, The Answer. And we shouldn't. We absolutely should not. 926. Let me give you another example in addition to the Thanksgiving orders that so many of them are going to violate themselves. Governor Hogan of Maryland at a press conference yesterday on resistance to the ridiculous and ineffective mask mandates. Quote, it's like sort of saying I have a constitutional right to drive drunk. There is no constitutional right to walk around without a mask, end quote. He said this out loud, that you don't have a constitutional right to walk around free 
You don't have a right to walk around breathing the free air as you wish. He literally says you don't have a right to resist an order of the government. What I would like to say, first of all, comparing going without a mask to driving drunk is about the dumbest thing that any one of these leftist idiots in political power have ever said. And number two, we do have a constitutional right to walk around without a mask. In fact, that's exactly why we have a constitution. So the government cannot tell us what to wear, how to wear it, when to wear it, where to go, when to be there, how often, uh, any of those things. Liberty was given to us by our founding fathers and written into the Constitution. The government cannot force me to wear something I do not want to wear for somebody else's health benefit as they see it. But this this liberal leftist puke literally said you don't have a constitutional right to breathe freely you must if the government says so suck your own carbon dioxide into your mouth or into your throat and into your lungs you must suck your own exhaled co2 back into your lungs whether it's healthy for them or not because the government says so and if you don't if you want to take that thing off and Breathe deeply of freedom. Then it's the same thing as driving drunk. It's the same thing as being impaired and being in control or a lack of control of a 2,500-pound semi-guided missile called an automobile. You're a danger to others. If you drive drunk, and you're a danger to others, if you try to breathe freely of the open air. Leftists are not here to work with you. Leftists are not here to consult with you. Leftists are here to rule you. And you better get used to it. Because if the results of the recent election for President of the United States, stand. You will have invited those rulers right right into your home. They'll make you wear masks indoors. They'll make you wear them outdoors in your home. You better be careful. These people want nothing to do, nothing to do with living among you. They want to live over you. And the facts just are incontrovertible. Right to your phone calls after the news on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 935, let's get to some phone calls on AM 1420, The Answer. We are guest-free, as I say, in the first hour. Kersenow will be joining us at the top of the second hour. Let's go to Akron and say good morning to Tanya. Hey, Tanya, you're on the air. Good morning. Go ahead. Hey, Bob. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I think that you are right on. You're spot on. I think that this Thanksgiving holiday, we need to, as free-thinking Ohioans and as Americans, figure out where the line is that we're not going to allow them to cross over. 
And if it means giving up our life or giving up our wealth, our time, our treasure, that is the only thing that's going to save us. I, you know, it's just amazing how we put these masks on and we didn't think about it. We stayed in our house. We didn't think about it. It's time for us to start thinking and taking back control. It's not that many of them if you look at it, but they are scaring us. Whoa. Tanya, I'm going to tell you this. First of all, um, uh, uh, Tanya, you still there? <clears throat> yeah, I'm here. Okay, you were cutting out on me. I didn't hear everything that you just said, but I want to respond to one thing I did hear. When you said it's about taking back control, it's time to take back control. It is so incredibly important that people understand that. It is about control. It has nothing, none of these rules, none of these masking orders, none of these uh, distancing, none of the stay away from your family on Thanksgiving issues have anything to do with public health. It has everything to do with controlling the population, what you wear, how, when you wear it, how you wear it, where you go, what time you are supposed to be back, all of these things with whom you may congregate, what you can do when you get there. You cannot sing because that increases the chances of the spread of the virus. You cannot dance because you are going to be out of breath and exhale harder and, and that's going to decrease the or increase the ability of spreading the virus. They literally are trying to control us at every single level, and that's what the entirety of the new federal government will do if we don't hold on to the Senate. The House, the Democrat Senate, the Biden-Harris or Harris-Biden White House, they will absolutely establish more control over the people. We will become closer to a, uh, a socialist-slash-Marxist society than we have ever been since we cast off the British crown. And this is exactly what we're fighting for. You said it spot on. We have to take back control because control is exactly what this is all about. Yeah, we need to do it locally. We need to go back. We need to kick out people on the local school boards, our local. Tanya, I'm going to have to let you loose. I'm hearing it again. I'm hearing a bunch of static there or a breakup of your phone. I apologize for that. Try me another time. We'll get a better connection from you. Meantime, we'll go to West Park. Jim, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, Jim, long time no chat. What's on your mind? Well, uh, I'm kind of fired up this morning. Um, did you hear Tom from California this morning that called in the Hughes program a little after 6? I did not. Okay. Well, let's, I'll tell you what he said. Okay. He 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 brought up the voter fraud and the conspiracy of voter fraud, and right. Hugh said the Republicans don't stoop to the Democrat levels. Okay, he called him a weasel. Tom called Hugh a weasel. Now, if the if the Republicans don't stoop to the Democrat levels, and we just got to take it. Let me mention some names: John Kasich. Mike DeWine, uh, John McCain, Mitt Romney, the both Bushes, and did I mention John Kasich and Mike DeWine? I'm sorry. <laughs> but after, after nine, and, and it, this is where I get to the conspiracy thing. You, you talked about bigot and racist the other day that they use on us. Um, after JFK, H.W. Uh, used it. After W, 9-11, W used it. So, um, and I got it from our buddy TJ. He's called me a conspiracy queen. So if they take an oath of honor 
to uphold the Constitution, to tell the truth and the whole truth, so help me God. Oh, I forgot about Joe, uh, Snowflake there. He's in there, too. And these, uh, and these guys all got ours next to their name. So um, that's all I got. I want, I want to thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate you making the call. Listen, <clears throat> the list of rhinos that you just ran through is, a, is a, an impressive and depressing one at the very same time. Um, I would not ever call Hugh Hewitt a weasel. Uh, I, we, we disagree on some things. We agree on most things. Um, I disagree with him on this. Uh, like I said, and I do so respectfully of his extraordinary intelligence and success and experience. But I disagree about getting down and being stooping to the level of the Democrats. The Democrats have dragged us into the mud to fight. You cannot fight somebody in the mud by staying out of the mud. You cannot defeat him by standing off to the side. Sometimes you have to get down into the mud and fight with them. If you believe, and I do, that the Democrats are not above stooping to the level of cheating to win the election to stop Donald Trump from getting four more years, if you believe that they can do that, it is incumbent upon you to explore, especially if there is a ton, and there is, of circumstantial evidence, it is incumbent upon you to explore and find out if there is also hard concrete evidence. And that's what we're doing. That doesn't make you, you know, stoop to the Democrats' level, if you will, or whatever the case might be. That is a responsibility that you have. Look, Dennis Prager talks about this from time to time, since we're talking about other Salem hosts. Um, Dennis talks about this from time to time. You do realize, right, after four years of Trump being called Hitler, being called a white supremacist, being called a racist, being called a fascist, being called a xenophobe, four years of Mueller investigation and Russian witch hunts, to try to undo the results of the 2016 election? Four years of impeachment inquiries and then an actual impeachment vote, all again designed to undo the results of the 2020 or 2016 election? They did all of those things to him because they literally believe that he is death to the leftist movement in this country, and they were right. But they really, truly believed that he was all of those terrible things. So do you believe that the left, which thought he was Hitler, thought he colluded with Russians, thought he was a white supremacist, thought that he was trying to uh, sell out American policy to Ukraine and trying to get uh, an influence on the elections here, if you believed all of those terrible things about Donald Trump, then you believe he is death to the country. Do you honestly think that the leftists in the United States would would not resort to cheating to remove this threat to all mankind? You think they would just roll the dice and bank on the American people coming through for them? They did that four years ago, and how did it come out? They crapped out. They just assumed Hillary Clinton is going to beat this clown. 
You think they're going to make the same mistake four years later? Ah, we just assume that everybody knows Joe uh, Joe Biden is 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 uh, you know the right man for this job, and that four years of Orange Man bad is enough. We know we're going to win the election. Do you honestly think that they wouldn't put safeguards in place? Do you honestly think that they would be above cheating to remove Hitler from power? And that's how they saw him. That's how they see him. You honestly think they wouldn't be cheating? Of course they would cheat. In fact, if if I believed that an actual, you know, 2020 version of Hitler was running for the presidency, I don't know that I wouldn't want to necessarily kind of insert some safeguards to make sure that we win, to stop that terrible evil from happening. Right? If you knew Hitler was on the ballot, wouldn't you cheat to get him off of the, you know, uh, to make sure that he loses and get him out of office? I remember Dennis talking about this. You know, you think back in, you know, 1936, 1934, whatever the German elections years were. um, Do do you think the Germans, knowing what Hitler was going to become, would have cheated if they could to get him from, to stop him from winning? I'm pretty sure they would. I'm pretty sure you would. I'm pretty sure I would. Well, that's how the left sees Donald Trump. You don't think they would cheat to stop him? Of course they would. That's why a guy who couldn't fill a parking lot with supporters ended up getting 80 million votes. Joe Biden couldn't fill a parking lot while Donald Trump was filling stadiums. And it's Biden that got almost 80 million votes? Are you kidding me? You you think that's legitimate? You think that's on the up and up? That that the the Republican candidates for Congress could win every incumbent uh, race that they had and flip blue seats to red to the tune of a twelve seat uh, gain by the Republicans in Congress, a massive voter turnout of Republicans supporting Republican candidates all across this country, but they just forgot to vote for Trump on the presidential ballot? That all of those Republican voters for the members of Congress and all of those Republican voters for their state legislatures voted for Biden for the presidential election? You really believe that? Of course they cheated. And of course they would cheat because that's how they saw this guy. And it is not beneath us to challenge the, the, that, that, that reality. So when my friend, the esteemed and brilliant Hugh Hewitt, says, no, we don't, we don't play those games in alleged cheating in an election, the hell we don't. Not when we know it's there. We've got enough circumstantial evidence. Now we need to dig and that's what Rudy and Jenna Ellis on the official Trump uh, legal team are doing, and Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood on the unofficial, but exposing voter fraud, uh, that portion of this, uh, of this effort, that's what they're doing. And it is absolutely what they should be doing. Let's go to Lorraine. Uh, Mary, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Mary, go right ahead. Hi, good morning, Bob. I just wanted you to know I'm defying everything that's being told because I am going to my daughter's about 70 miles south of here, not Akron, though, and I'm going to spend Thanksgiving with her and her husband, with my four grandsons and their wives, and my four great-grandsons, 
and I intend to enjoy it thoroughly. Wow, that's uh, is she cooking up like three turkeys or what? That's a big crowd. <laughs> no, I'm I'm doing the dressing and the pies, and I have a turkey breast, and she's doing the whole turkey. <laughs> that is wonderful, and I love it, and I'm so glad to know that you're going to do what you do. You know, this is the thing that people don't understand. What we need to do, everybody talks about when can we return to normal. The answer is right now. The answer is go and live your life. Go and be where you want to be at whatever hours you want to be there. And if you want to be there past 10 o'clock and past curfew, then by God, you do that. Because last time I checked, our constitutional rights were not suspended in the event of a health emergency. And I don't care if it's a pandemic. Our constitutional rights, in fact, are more important during a time of chaos than than during a time of, 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 you know, peace and prosperity. I, I will say I'm going on Wednesday. I'm coming home Saturday. I am driving down there myself, and I will just add that I'm 87 years old. Oh, my God, I never would have guessed that. <laughs> Listening to you, as strong as you sound and as vital as you sound, that is awesome. Mary, I am so happy for you. I'm so happy for your family, and I'm so happy that you guys are going to be able to enjoy one another at this very important family time on Thanksgiving and for a few days after that. And I wish you good health, and I wish you guys all the very best. Thank you so much for sharing that story. All right. Thank you, and a happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you. That's how it's done, my friends. When can we return to normal? The chief scientist, the chief scientist for the uh, Operation Warp Speed said that once the vaccines begin to be given between people getting COVID and developing immunity to it and people getting the vaccinations to get immunity to it, herd immunity will be achieved probably to the tune of 70% of Americans by about May. That's when he says we can return to normal. I don't know about you, but I don't want to wait six months for normal. I say we return to normal right now, like Mary and her family are doing. That is how, how it's done. 9.50, right back after this, only in 14.20, The Answer. By the way, I know there is a reason to be a little bit depressed this morning. Perhaps when you saw the headline, it made you think that it's all over now, that the Trump team is conceding defeat. It's not true, just so you know. There is a bit of a conflicting you know, news message this morning, because on one hand, you do have the Trump administration agreeing to start the official transition process uh, with the Biden team. Uh, the GSA, that's General Services Administration, Administrator Emily Murphy came out and um, acknowledged that, yes, they are about to start the official transfer of power, trend, uh, transition of power, rather, uh, to Team Biden, which is coming at the direction of the president. The president did say, I believe we will prevail, nevertheless, in the best interest of our country. I am recommended that Emily and her team do what needs to be done with regard to initial protocols. And I've told my team to do the same. So it may sound like and be a little depressing to think that Trump has given up. He has not. 
Because at the same time, the transition team is doing what needs to be done in the event that they are unsuccessful in court. His legal team and his unofficial legal teams are doing everything they can to win in court. As a matter of fact, accompanying this story today is a victory in that the uh, Trump team's appeal to Pennsylvania, uh, to the Third Circuit Court of Appeals in Pennsylvania, has been granted an expedited review. After an Obama judge threw it out uh, without even hearing the merits, the Third Circuit Court of Appeals yesterday granted an expedited review for uh, the, the the president's team in Pennsylvania. So Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis continue on those fronts, and as noted, Sidney Powell and uh, Lynn Wood, among others, continue their fight over the Dominion software and the general theft of the election. So a little bit of a mixed bag there. They're still fighting, but yes, just in the event that they lose, they do have to be responsible here, and they are doing so. Let's go to Lakewood. Marge, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Marge. Go right ahead. Morning, Bob. Love your show. Good morning. Uh, Thank you. My question is, um, since I have this stuff that they can clean tables off with, you know, in the restaurant, are they working on getting anything that they could spray into the air to kill these viruses in the air? You know, there are some of those things that I have heard. As a matter of fact, what was the story that I heard yesterday? Um, it wasn't for restaurants, I do not believe. I, I, I dog on it. It's, I'm, I'm not going to be able to call it to mind right now. But yesterday, I read something about a 60 second coronavirus killing spray, where it literally mm-hmm. will kill the virus within 60 seconds of any surface that the virus happens to be living on. And was it a gym? Might have been a gym. I just can't remember the type of business. But they they are indeed um, uh, creating these. They are creating these um, uh, different bacteria and virus and germ killers that are indeed spray you can can indeed spray into the air so that you don't have to you know worry about breathing it in or touching it on surfaces and so on and so forth so yeah, yeah. those those developments are ongoing It'd be great if they could get that that would solve it quick yeah, you well, kind of, right? Kind of, but I mean, you you, you can't spray it everywhere. You can't spray it and constantly re- replenish that spray in everybody's home, yeah. every business, every office. You know, there's still going to be places where you just can't do it. But is is it a great way to make sure that in a particular moment in time that you know that uh, uh the air has been purified, if you will? Yeah, but I would imagine, mm-hmm. as I said before, you know, it, it's it's not a foolproof thing. Uh, it, it's probably got a little bit of a shelf life, if you will, meaning after it's sprayed, how long does it stay active if somebody comes in and starts exhaling covid germs uh you know after the spray has been done those germs are still going to fill the air so i don't think it's foolproof but there is definitely progress in that regard thank you okay marge thank you i appreciate mm-hmm. your calling and thanks for listening god bless happy thanksgiving to you uh let's go to north ridgeville k you're on am 1420 the answer hi k go right ahead hi bob thanks for taking my call um i love your show um, yes, I have just been turned away from two grocery stores, major grocery store chains, um, because I did not have a mask on. And I have a, um, a health condition that exempts me from wearing a mask. Uh, it's, it's a provable health condition. Um, so I don't wear a mask. And um, both grocery stores have asked me to leave. Uh, one, I had my entire cart filled with groceries. And the manager came up to me and said, you can't go through the checkout line unless you put a mask on. Um, so the um, the other grocery store, the woman just asked me to prove that I had an exemption. She said, you should have some type of card 
from the government that says you're exempt from wearing a mask? And I said, I've never heard of anything like that. Um, and she said, well, can you prove that you have a health condition that exempts you? And I said, well, I could, but isn't that a HIPAA violation then if you're asking me what type of it absolutely um, is. condition? And, and I'm, I'm just shocked because, Bob, I haven't been able to buy groceries for three days. My only option is to go online and order groceries and use a credit card, and that's not what I do. I go into a store and I shop, and they're not allowing me to buy groceries, and now they're saying I have to have some type of card that says I'm exempt from the government. Yeah, why don't they just I mean, ask it, you to it, show your yellow star of David? You know, I mean, it, it exactly. really feels that way. That's what they're doing. They're marking you. They're putting you on a list. Here's here's they what I would are. suggest, and, I, and I'm short on time here, Kay. I, I appreciate your call, and, but keep listening as I get into the news here. Two things I would say. Number one, <clears throat> I would recommend getting a card from Citizens for Free Speech, like the ones that I, that I wear whenever I go someplace and, and don't wear a mask. Uh, it doesn't carry the weight of law, but it explains HIPAA, and it explains the AMA, and it explains exactly why you don't have to tell them what your condition is, number one. And number two... Uh, if you are steadfast in saying, I'm going to shop without a mask, and, and if they're going to kick me out and I still need to get groceries, I would consider finding a grocer that will do the uh, curbside pickup. Shop online, look at all of the items you want, check them off. They'll do the shopping in the store for you and then bring it out to your car when you get there. So it, that way you don't have to compromise your health by wearing the mask in the store. So consider those things. Not ideal. But consider those things because we all have to find a way through this. Thank you so much for the phone call. We'll be back with Kirsten now after the news, AM 1420, The Answer. Don't you get anywhere.